In a world with way too many podcasts comes Jeff Talion and this guy, the podcast to end all podcasts. With some pieced together recording equipment, a couple loosely informed topics, and a coin, these three friends set out to forever change the next hour of your life. Jeff Talion and this guy is solely for entertainment purposes. Just Eric and Morgan are not professional researchers, investigators, or gynecologists. Not suitable for children. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Jap Talion and this guy. I'm Eric. I'm Morgan. I'm Joseph. Hey, Jiggity Joe. <laughs> Just to run you over the show. Okay. <laughs> run you okay. over the take two. <laughs> uh, for anybody that doesn't know, we... Um, here at Jap Talion and this guy, we pick our topics by coin toss. But before we do that, we start off by sharing a little bit about our week or whatever the fuck we want to. Great. What's going on with you guys this week? Are y'all looking at me? Okay, yeah, we're looking at Joseph. <sighs> Not a lot. I've been um, <laughs> I've been doing that uh, ride share thing lately, which is kind of cool. Word, you know, it's fun. I dude, I almost got wiped out like twice yesterday, day before yesterday. You were surfing. No, from from assholes on the road, man. I don't know. I don't know. I guess because I'm on the road more. Dude, this like car came on Garner's Ferry, just came in and like decided it was going to ignore the yield sign. And I drive a big red pickup truck. Was it me? Red? Did I do that? No, it was some. (laughs) I live off of Garner's Ferry. (laughs) Might have been you. I think it was a gray car though. Fucking but Tokyo he, Drift. You know, he just here. he just went for it. You know, there was plenty of time to see me. He was sitting there doing nothing, and he didn't go until I got there. Yeah. And so I had to come over, and then there was somebody on my side. It was like you couldn't fit fucking paper between us, man. Yikes! I don't know what would have happened if he would have hit me. You had somebody with you. Yeah, I had a Sorry. I had somebody in the vehicle too, like a passenger. She was like, "Wow, you handled that really well. You have great reaction time." I was like, "Yeah." I do. I'm like a ninja. Did people talk a lot? No, thankfully they don't. Some of them do talk a lot, but most of them, I think most people just want to get a ride without a lot of talking. Oh. Good. You know, the if they're drunk, they'll talk a lot, which is annoying because they're drunk. Yeah. They're like breathing. So I don't I don't personally use the ride share that you use. I use your competitor. But I'm going to be with that one pretty soon. I find myself talking a lot or the other the driver talking a lot, you know, to yeah. me whenever I use it. I don't know if that's uh, an attempt to get tips or something. Yeah. The only the only time they don't talk a lot usually is if they're um, if they came over from another country and they have a really thick accent. You know, uh, they tend to not talk a lot. That's something I've noticed down in Florida and up here. Oh, okay. Otherwise, like Southern people fucking, hey, you from around here? <laughs> oh, hell, I grew up here. I was born and raised. Dude, I, I got this one in Vegas. I was in Vegas. I got a got one, and the dude was like, I don't know where he's from. He had some kind of accent. He was like driving, and he was talking about the women on the street, you know, walking around. And it's Vegas, so there's like women walking around. Trying to look their best and but, get the most attention they okay. can. Yeah, so not wearing much. Yeah, and he was like, "Look at these whores." He was like saying all this like really derogatory stuff about them. You know, it's like they're just dressing like that. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like he had a real issue with it. Oh shit! And I didn't. 
oddly enough, I didn't do anything to encourage him to start talking like that. Yeah. You know, I was just trying to mind my own business. I just want to get a ride. I don't really need to talk to the person. When I used to clean houses, I thought it was awkward. I never encountered it before as much, but there seemed to be a lot of racism coming from people that looked Hispanic and sounded Hispanic. Like the workers, they would say really awful things about black people. And I didn't ask them to. They would, you know, I'm not like, hey, give me your best black guy joke. They would just say <laughs> shit. I'm like, oh my God, my brother noticed it too, because some dude, like he was cleaning houses with me for a stretch, just came up to him throwing the N-word around and Oh, because I thought think, your brother was Mexican. Maybe. Yeah. I think that I think that's a thing that um and I see white people do it a lot too, because I appear white, you know, if you were to walk up to me and say, Hey, you know, you're obviously a white guy. Yeah. So um <laughs> People, white people do this, and I think the Mexicans or the Hispanics do it so that they don't seem, so they can kind of fit in with you. They're like, oh, it's a white guy. He's obviously racist. Let me just throw some racist <laughs> That's a jokes. Good point. And, yeah. and white people will do that too. They'll walk up yeah. and just start throwing the N word around, and it's like, yo, what the yeah. fuck, man? Yeah. yeah. Fuck that shit. I get that yeah. sometimes with my, some of the clients I pick up. They start kind of dropping hints, trying to like, measure the temperature of my racism or something. You yeah, know, so it's they can like, know how racist to be. Yeah, it's like racist breadcrumbs are thrown out to see how many birds come peck at it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Little safe bits of racism, so to speak. What? Racist breadcrumbs. It's nuts. It is nuts. <laughs> Mogi dogi. Yo, my week. <laughs> well, mo I week. said that. What kind mo of week? Yo, mo week. <laughs> tell us, tell us about your organizational skills. <laughs> I uh, shaved my head this week. Well, you I went to a barber and he shaved my head, but um, yeah, it looks good, does it? And then this morning I got up and it's already started growing back and shit, you know. So we took the lawnmower that's supposed to be for my genitals and uh, ran it <laughs> over my head <laughs> with no guard. So it's it's like almost to skin right now. Nice. No guards the way to go. I got to get used to it. I did notice I like it better the way it is now. The Shorter. close to skin look. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. Thanks. I shaved it. I shaved mine <laughs> razor thin for a while. Throwing my headphones Were around. Were you the one here. telling me that when it was like this, it's like Velcro or sandpaper mm -hmm. or something? I'd go to yeah, put my shirt on and yeah. get like stuck on it. <laughs> like really strong stuck on it. I'd be like trying to take my shirt off after work and... <laughs> so that's all i kind of had from the week i shaved my head i mean that's tons of deal. work lots of work it's fucking it's been like not lots of work shaving my head but at work it's been fucking busy i've spent so much time shaving my head <laughs> very meticulous <laughs> each hair gets its own attention speaking of meticulous i wasn't thinking of this but that'll be my thing my next door neighbor that reminded me of him. <laughs> He's moving. His, um, uh. I think he had a family member pass away, and like they got their house or something. I don't know. Bingo. But he's moving, and this guy, like, not only does he mow our front yard without us ever asking him to, I'll see him two yards over mowing their yard. Like he just keeps going until somebody's like, "Dude, you're gonna die." Oh, is he gonna move in next to me? I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> Annie pointed out today 
She said, what do you notice about her front yard? I said, Mac mowed it before he's leaving. She said, well, yeah, but what else? I was like, I don't know. There are no dandelions because this dude has got out in my front yard for no pay and dug up all of my dandelions by the root. Oh, shit. You don't have dandelions in your front yard. We used to have a lot of them. My front yard is a lot of dandelions. He dug every... This dude loves yard work, man. He loves it. I thought I liked yard work. Damn. His yard doesn't either. But yeah, he came over out of boredom. We'd see him out there with scissors cutting down stuff like the grass in the sandy areas that couldn't, like you mow a mower over it, but it doesn't really get it. He'll be out there with scissors cutting that stuff down. Wow, man. Well, He must have like zen-like attention or something, you know? Seriously. But... We're, you know, the guy's like real talkative and I don't always want to talk when I'm outside of my house. I actually still have, I used to be somewhat agoraphobic, which is like a fear of being outdoors. Yeah. And I still kind of have that. So that's where it generates from is like, I just want to get in my house. So it's like the worst time for a talkative to meet someone talkative to me, but he's a really nice dude. And um, I'm actually going to miss that he's gone because yeah. who fucking knows what dumpster fire is going to move in next door to us now no shit you know yeah could be anything yeah could be me could be oh god (laughs) (laughs) i guess we're flipping a coin we're flipping a coin between morgan and jojo yeah Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-huh. You tell us who's calling it. Uh-huh. Um, JoJo, you want to call it? Tails. Cool. Oh, it's heads. That's a big old heads. It's a giant head. It's a big old purple throbber. Y'all ever noticed that, that, um, what's the actor's name in Loki that plays opposite Loki? Oh, Owen Wilson. You ever notice his nose looks exactly like a penis? No, it looks broken. Well, it's got a curve on the end. My sister pointed it out. I swear you're never going to not see a a dick on his face. Yeah, the head of a penis. Yeah, like Like a circumcised. More so than that um, rocket that uh, Bezos just flew into space. Have y'all seen that? (laughs) That looks like a big dick, too. They fucking did the Austin Powers. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. Most rockets look like penises. No, dude. This one, look a picture of it. I've seen it. They exaggerated exaggerated the head. I would have done it, too. (laughs) I would have intentionally made it look like a dick, too, if if I was doing that. the richest man in the world, you can shoot a penis up into space. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you want to give us a uh, a little taste? Taste. Just a little nibble. <laughs> just give me a crumb. Oh, God, I just want one sniff. <laughs> now I want more. Um, yeah, so this is this this topic's going to come from my oldest brother, Michael. He, he uh, sent me a text a while back, and it had a link, a Wikipedia link, and the name of a book. And uh, it's about the Osage Indian tribe in Oklahoma and how... Hundreds of them were murdered to try and get their oil fortune. Uh, It's really interesting how the story is interesting, how the Osage came to have money at all, how they got this land in Oklahoma 
found oil on it. And then, you know, it, the whole thing is really cool for them, except for the reign of terror, which is what it's called for, from like 1910 to 1930. It was the reign of terror. Yeah. And this, so that's like, well, after we should have not been, well, we've never should (laughs) have fucked with anybody, but like by then it's like, we should have known better. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. that's that's what this is going to be about. Did you know that uh, Joseph's um, father's Pine View is it Pine View, Pineville, Pineville, Pineville property is on the Trail of Tears. Oh shit! Wait, I think I I think maybe your dad told me that or something. Yeah, there's yeah. like a spring near there that they camped at. Oh it's yeah, haunted. Yeah. Is it haunted? Yeah, it's supposedly haunted. Supposedly yeah. haunted. Yeah, yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, cool. From murder. I want to go to Pineville. Haunted by murder. Yeah, this place is haunted because of all the tickling. There's just been so much tickling here over the years. You just hear laughter. It's awful. (laughs) I give you a nickel. All right, I guess we should uh, take a break. And now Jop Italian and this guy presents Bloopers. I shouldn't say that on here. I'm going to not say that on here. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, Eric got a filter. No, I ain't got anything to say. Oh, you look like you had something about to come out your mouth. Okay. Yeah, just... And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph is about to clap. Trying to get the energy up. All right. Joseph's all about the clap. Yeah, let's do this again. That's, and we're back. No, good. we're not. We didn't need to do that. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> you know, though, uh, uh, no, no, and uh, you know, it, there's like nothing. It gives me that out. Uh, you know, like they're gonna, you know, because <laughs> if uh, like a Wait like a, a on top of this, yeah. I get man, and I this is I know I was well he he'll go but we the, the um like how um yeah and uh, when we come back do it. All right, let's flip it. The old dick slip. Sorry. So, um, so, um, you know, you know, but like the, the, um, 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 the, um, uh, uh, and 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 but in but but um but anyways so yeah so anyways get but I guess something the killer moon the reason I guess is because now the hold on I know this they're well it's not I don't you know or whatever so this was this um. How's it called? Um, because I need to pee. There's eight. I don't know. Three. <laughs> you know, enough about me. What do we add on time? All right. We are back from whatever the hell that was. <laughs> Man, that was crazy. So Morgan's topic is about harming indigenous people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. There's a lot to pull from, a lot of information to gather from that topic. <laughs> Get your Kleenexes out. Well, this is about one specific group, so yeah. there's, nice. there's still a lot. But uh, yeah, my brother, he, he shot me over a text, and he was kind of telling me about it, and uh, he lives in Oklahoma. The reason is because now they're making a movie based on the book that he sent me information on, and the book is called Killer of the Flower Moon. Okay. Um, it's called Killer of the Flower Moon, Osage Murders, and the Birth of the FBI. The thing is crazy. I'm going to start with the Osage Indians, right? So in like 1825, they got moved to, um, they got pushed back to Kansas. They were forced to live in some dry, arid town in Kansas. Where were they pushed from? Do you it, know? It didn't say. say. No, I, I tried to find as much back information because, yeah. you know, I heard... The land they ended up with in Oklahoma, they paid for. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't allotted to them through a treaty. It wasn't allotted to them through treaty. They paid for it. Right. And so I was like, everything I read, nothing was telling me how the fuck they made their money, you know? Well, I'll get into it. So in uh, 1825, they were pushed back to Kansas, this town that's where they lived. And then by the 1870s, Kansas wanted to get statehood. And you can't do that with um, with these fucking indigenous people running around. Right. You know? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so fucking crazy. Yeah. That's just in. In case you missed it, we were being sarcastic, not racist. So what happened was they tried to sell their land. They had 8 million acres. And, um, a lot of acreage. It is a lot of acreage, yeah. They had 8 million acres, and the railroad company wanted to buy it from them at 20 cents an acre, which doesn't seem like a whole lot. That's like 1.6 million. That's yeah. not a whole lot. So they protested. They sent it to up, up in the food chain where they needed to protest to, and they were able to get it changed so that nobody could buy Indian reservation land except for the United States government. Um, okay. Which worked in their benefit because instead of twenty cents an acre, they ended up getting a dollar twenty-five an acre. Wow! So they they got ten million dollars. Wow. So that was one part of how they got their money, right? Then they go to Oklahoma, they buy this land. It was a lot less. They got one million five hundred thousand acres in Oklahoma. They paid for it, and the money that was left over they put into trust funds. They said that if you took all the money that was in the trust funds. And divided it evenly amongst the Osage population at that time, they were the richest community in the world. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Somebody's going to have to put a stop to that. Yeah, that didn't last. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they came in, um, and this was before they found out about the oil and everything. (laughs) <laughs> so three years, three years after they get settled in, in, uh, I don't know what the year was exactly. 1887. Go ahead. So my fly a kite into a teepee. Yeah. Instead of like fly a plane into a building. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, oh, I had this little note. Somebody had called them the tallest race of men in North America. The Osage people. That's interesting. Uh, it was just a little tidbit I had written down. Titty bitties. Welcome to the jungle. You've just been ignored.
So because of the General Allotment Act of 1887, um, which gave a lot of power to the whoever the president is to control what happens on Indian reservations, because of this uh, Allotment Act, the government wanted to allot the land of the o- that the Osage was on, but the Osage is like, eh, we paid for this with our own money. And they're like, yeah, but you guys are incompetent because you're indigenous. So we kind of need to control it. So what they worked out was that the... Wow, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? I know. They they were it's, doing just fine. Were they? They were doing fine. Yeah, they like were doing fine. Because you know what happened? Once they got in there, before they found oil, then they started renting out the land because they had 1.5 million acres of land. They yeah. started renting it out for grazing, for oh, cattle grazing. Oh, now they're generating money oh, with no, it. They right. had um, 800 million well, they had eight million in Kansas. Oh, okay. In Oklahoma, sorry, sorry. they got one million five hundred thousand. So then they started renting out pieces of land, and for every acre, it was like a, a small amount of money, but it was some money coming in. Yeah. And uh, that's how they made like this huge fortune and stuff, and kept it going. Wow, way to adapt. Right. But they're incompetent. Come on, man. Yeah. Th- that's that's the U.S. government. You know, that's just the yeah. thing, right? It's, yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard being a, an American sometimes. Yeah. This is the problem with capitalism is because this is the shit it was built on. Like, capitalism would not be where it's at today if it was not built on indigenous people. Their land, their resources, their fucking labor. Yeah. That's how race is tied into capitalism. Like, when, you, when people talk about race and capitalism, matter of fact... I think that's what the new, like, um, that hot topic. Hot topic. <laughs> Every time you say hot topic, I think I like that store at the mall. Um, the critical race theory. I think oh, it yeah. incorporates capitalism into how racism is tied into the system that we have. You, you know, speaking of critical race theory, that's why I'm glad they're doing this movie and that book is out. That book's a couple of years old. It's not really old. You know, because the Osage Indian, the the reign of terror has has been forgotten by most of America when it is the case that built the FBI to what it is. Wow. Yeah. You know, nobody knows that. And um, right. So we forget about that stuff. We're made to forget about that stuff. Right. Because they don't want to teach that shit in school because it makes white people look horrible. Yeah. Right? And that's what critical race theory is all about. Let me amend. Not everyone who's afraid of critical race theory is a racist. They've just been given misinformation by people that want to continue Mm -hmm. the capitalist exploitation of people who are considered their lessers by them. That's a fair statement. Right. Yeah. He comes armed with a master's degree and a left-leaning liberal attitude. Eric is a social justice warrior. So, so then they found oil. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm I'm where uh, where the government's trying to allot their land. So they say, okay, this is this is what we'll do. Because if you if you don't if you don't do something with the government. They're going to fucking take it. And these Osage Indians know that, you know, they've been put through it already. So what they did was they said, okay, we'll allot surface rights to the government 
and we keep the mineral rights. So everything below the ground belongs to them. Oh, my grandfather would love that. <laughs> really? Why is that? He, he used to always say that if you buy land, always make sure you get the mineral rights to it. Mm. Because there's a bunch of shit under the ground that's worth a lot. Yeah. And if you don't have the rights to it, then you don't have the rights to it. Yeah. And they said it was more than just oil. You know, there's oil, which they found, they ended up finding in, yeah, 1887. They ended up finding the oil, but then there's also coal and they said other minerals, whatever that means. But, um, oh, I wanted to cite my sources. Let me cite my sources real quick. It was cocaine rocks. They found cocaine rocks down there. <laughs> cocaine rocks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chiseling away. What's this? Smells great. (laughs) (laughs) So I got it from a PBS video that I found on YouTube. Uh, It's a fly-by-night organization. PBS? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some of this information came from Indian Land Tenure Foundation. That's the information about allotments and stuff. Uh, Wikipedia is going to be one. Osage Nation, NSN.gov, and the book Killer of the Flower Moon. Getting into the oil rights and stuff, they ended up getting the mineral rights. And so they all got paid a certain amount of money for, let's see, per capita. So they called that the head rights. And every Osage Indian had head rights. And at this time in 1906, this is when the deal finally went through, was in 1906, there were 200 and there were 2,229 Indians, Osage Indians on the land. So that uh, means 2,229 head rights. So everybody that was Osage got head rights to the land. And the agreement was that they could never be sold, the head rights. They could only be inherited. So you could you could will them to anyone, yeah. but you could never sell them and trade your head right for money um, if you're an Osage Indian. Wow. Yeah, I know. At this point, every member of the tribe is a millionaire. Every single member of the tribe. God, nice. So they were already rich. Yeah. They were already wealthy motherfuckers. And they were building on their wealth with the cattle grazing. And now they hit oil. Yeah, it sounds to me like they um, started um, learning the rules to the game that they were now playing. Like... You know, Europeans came over with this capitalism game that they knew nothing about, and it sounds like they're like, okay, we can do this, and they figured out how to make money in the system that we brought over. And then, That's right. Yeah. And then we were still like, nah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You guys aren't allowed to do this. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Well, wow. they, they let them do it to a to a certain degree. You know, they assigned every Osage, or if it was might have been Osage families, they were all assigned what they called a guardian because they were they were seriously considered incompetent. You know, that's yeah. why they got put on reservations. That's that was the reason for land allotment. You know what, Joseph, you want to say something? It's just the whole thing's kind of awful. Yeah. It's oh, really this awful. whole story is fucking awful, man. Listening to that book. I really like how <laughs> they so divided up. We're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Well, it's awful. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's to our benefit how awful it is. No, I mean for the show. I mean for the show because it's it's an entertaining story. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. it's an interesting story. I want I want to hear it for sure. <laughs> Not ours like white people are. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> 
think it's also important to throw it out there again because honestly, I don't remember being taught about this. I in don't school. either. Yeah, I've never I've heard never, any of this. I'd never heard any of this. Yeah. So the book was divided up, and hopefully they do this with the movie too. The book was divided up in one part from the um, Indian perspective. Molly Burkhart. Molly Burkhart is was basically one of her and her kids were the only survivors of her family and her family murders are the ones that the FBI built their legacy on. So the, a lot of it's from Molly's point of view in the very first section, like nine or 10 chapters. And then the second section is from the uh, FBI agent in charge. It's all from like his story. His name was, Tom White. So it's all from his point of view and stuff. Tom White seems to, from this book, seems to have been an, just a fucking amazing person from like childhood till he was 90 years old before he died. And then the last part is from, is called The Reporter. And it's from uh, the point of view of this just newspaper reporter that went down there to check things out. And, you know, I think somebody gave him some information and he was like, what is this about? So he goes there and he meets Molly Burkhart's grandchild or something. And, you know, she takes him through a museum and tells him all these stories and stuff and all kinds of shit came up. They, they built this really good story at the beginning. They had the court case and everything there in the middle. And then they tied everything together at the end It was really well done book. I guess that takes us to the murders now. So it says that they brought, they ha- they have all this money. So now they're at a point where they can do and buy any fucking thing they want. Right. Yeah. These native Americans have white people as servants, you know? Yeah. In their homes and stuff. And <laughs> oh, because that didn't go over well because what happened, yeah. people came, this is the richest community in the entire world. People came from all over the world, right? Between, It says between 1910 and 1930, the population went from 10,000 to 35,000 in this county. Yeah. So people came from all over the world with the worst of intentions. You know, people didn't come and say, oh, I'm going to go help them. No, they came and said, I'm going to go help myself to their fucking money. I'm going to, you know, figure out how to be a guardian. They had judges that would appoint people as guardians, depending on what they could do for the judge. You know, the judge would get favors and he'd be like, all right, I'll make you a guardian, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, damn. So they're having to constantly fight against it to keep it. Yeah. But they, you know, they didn't know. They, they didn't know that all this was going on because the guardians, they have control over the Osage money. Like say you're an Osage with a head, right? I'm your guardian. I've got control over your money. So if you ask me how much you got or how much you can spend a day, I'll tell you and I'll give you a little bit. But really, you could spend more and I'll keep the rest so that you can get like a silk suit or something. Yeah. Well, in case you didn't know, my name's Joseph and I'm old. I talk about things like silk suits and Penny loafers and putting pomade in your hair. Oh, God, I wish I was really Italian. And, I mean, they built relationships. People came down there and married the Osage women, you know, just to be entitled to their money and stuff and have their kids. I mean. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. That's nuts. It is. It is nuts. Um. 
so the case was started with uh, Anna Brown. Anna Brown was one of Molly's sisters, and she loved to go out drinking. She'd go party in Oklahoma City. She'd party in this town called uh, Weebang, or yeah, Whizbang. That was the name of it. Whizbang, where <laughs> they like said a party town, where they said people whiz all day and bang all night. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she'd go party in these towns and stuff. And one night, um, her ex-husband, who was, oddly enough, Molly's husband's brother. So two brothers married these sisters or whatever. Okay. So her ex-husband is giving her a ride home after she's drunk. And then nobody hears from her. Two days later, some hunters found her badly decayed in a, in a ravine. They go down, there are these doctors, they're, the doctors are brothers. They said, oh yeah, it looks like she was drunk, fell and bumped her head and you know died. Then what, the coroner, go ahead. What year are these um, murders taken, or is this murder taken I think place? this murder, this one was in 1920 or 1919, okay. somewhere okay. right around then. Let's make sure I keep my time I think on. it was 1920. Yeah, so anyways, um, the doctors said that she fell because she was drunk and killed herself by bumping her head. Yeah. The coroner said, no, there was a bullet that went through the back of her head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She fell on it when she was drunk. (laughs) She fell on the bullet. That's what happened. I bet nobody came up with that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so for a long time, Molly's husband... He helped, you know, try to figure out what was going on. And his brother was helping to try and figure out what was going on and stuff. And then meanwhile, another guy dies, uh, Brone. And he... Brone. Yeah. It's a strong name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Henry, I think, was his name. Was his first name. Henry Brone. Mm-hmm. Hank Brone. It's like bro and bone put together. I like it. <laughs> He was just out driving and then turned up dead with a bullet hole in his head. And I think it was just, you know, people just kept on dying. As far as Anna and Molly's family, Anna died. And then uh, one of her sisters, Rita, Bill and Rita, Bill Bill and Rita were married. Their house was blown up. And I think that when their house was blown up, they said it was so bad. There were like arms and legs in neighbors' yards and stuff. I mean, it was fucking Damn. disgusting, right? Wow. Yeah. Did they get drunk and just spontaneously explode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the that's what the doctors the would have said. Was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at this time, J. Edgar Hoover is twenty nine years old. He's the head of what was then called the Bureau of Infest- Investigation. So it was the BOI back then. And he got this boy, (laughs) boy. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) So he, he got, he found Tom white and Tom was a Texas Ranger at the time. And Tom grew up. His dad was a Texas Ranger or his dad was a sheriff. And over the town that his dad believed that when you're a sheriff, and you sentence somebody to something, then you carry out the punishment, you know? So his dad made wow. him go to an execution early on when he was a kid. His wow. dad made him come so he could watch it. And I think know. that subject came up when Eric did the... Um, death penalty? Death penalty, yeah. Oh, did it? 
Yeah, how we, uh, over the years, we have removed ourselves from the punishment. Yeah. You know, so we don't sit there, there, we don't have public executions around here anymore. Well, 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 look who's got a memory. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have, like, you can do the same thing with the food we eat. We're reserved from the processing of that, so we don't have as much respect for the things that provide us nourishment. I mean, the way they're treated... Yeah, we don't factories and shit. It's because we don't, you know, we're not raising the chickens and slaughtering them or using them for their eggs and shit like that. It's shit's done somewhere else. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Nice little tangent. And we're off on another tangent. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, uh, so, anyways, so that's how Tom White grew up. His brothers became law enforcement guys too. And J. Edgar Hoover recruited him to come over in special investigations. And Tom grabbed a couple of other Texas Rangers to bring with him. And he got one guy that used to be an insurance salesman to come in and kind of be undercover as an yeah. insurance salesman. So there was this fella. God, I'm trying to get all these names straight. I wish I had more stuff written down. The guy's name was William Hale. William Hale. His nephew was Molly, his nephew's Molly's husband and Anna's ex-husband, the Burkhart brothers. Um, Okay. Yeah. So William Hale comes to town and he's all of a sudden people are fucking dropping like flies, you know, poison, the explosions, gunshots. Um, These are all Osage related people. And because they're so let's say Rita, Molly's sister dies. Her head rights now go to her mom. Her mom ends up poisoned. So now the head rights go to Molly. Oh, it's which consolidating is... <laughs> the head rights to fewer and fewer people. Right, exactly. Wow. Yeah, so, so they like map somebody planned this shit out. Yeah. I saw I saw a court a court paper that was used in the trial that had William Hale's name in the center. And it was like everybody that was killed and how much money was being funneled to him through their deaths. And uh, that guy, Henry Brown, he tried like four times to take an insurance policy out on this guy, right? <laughs> Life insurance policy out on him. And it was like, well, you're not allowed to take it. You need his consent to take an insurance policy out. And then there was somebody else that was like, well, that's fine. You can take out the insurance policy, but you got to prove that he owes you money in order to take out an insurance policy. So then he just fabricates some proof that he's owed $25,000. Wow. So Right, exactly. So then he goes to another insurance company, and they're like, okay, that's fine. He needs a health check. You know, we got to make sure he's not dying tomorrow to insure him. And the dude was a fall-down drunk. Henry Brown was. He was a fall-down drunk. So they were like, we're not insuring that guy. Finally, the fourth company was like, okay, whatever. We don't even give a fuck. Yeah, sure. He's insured. (laughs) <laughs> great so he's insured like a week later there's a bullet in his head yeah 20 so william hale collects twenty five thousand dollars from that the rest of them it wasn't that much money that he was getting from everybody but right. with it all combined you know i mean he was getting a pretty good payday for fucking for murdering osage indians or having them murdered which is what he did he wow. never he never put his hands right on it he would always get somebody else to do his dirty work. It's crazy. And remember, kids, when it comes to murder for money, always make sure that you outsource the murder and just collect the money. So 
Tom White comes to town. He's interviewing people. He's got his uh, investigators interviewing people. And they're going down to the jail because at one point, William Hale went to the jail and got some guy. He paid the guard so that the guy could escape and go blow up the house in the middle of the night and then uh, put him back in jail and stuff. So this guy's talking, right? Because he's already <laughs> locked up. He's like, yeah, he did this. He told me to do this and blah, blah, blah. They get into court. Let's see. How did it work out? Because he ended up getting William Hale ended up getting federal charges because of this. Oh, because of where one of the murders happened was actually on an Indian reservation because Osage County didn't count as Indian reservation because it wasn't treated land. But one person was killed on a reservation, so that counted, which made it federal. So William Hale got tried in a federal court. He ended up losing him, Molly's husband, and his brother. They all ended up getting life in prison, which was, you know great that's what you yeah. want yeah. however life in prison apparently for william hale was not life it was a few years and then he was paroled because Man. yeah because his daughter was married to somebody that had a connection to somebody in the government that could get him an early release so he got released but he never fucked with anybody after that i don't know what happened to him in prison I, tom white ended up getting out of the bureau and he got moved to Warden over Leavenworth, and he was there for decades. Uh, he died a year before Hoover died, and he was 90 years old. There was a story in the book about Tom White. When he was Warden, the uh, prisoners came, and they had a riot, and they had a, like a big takeover, and they kidnapped him and took him, and uh, and they stopped at a farmhouse and grabbed these two kids, a brother and sister, and the girl got away, and when she got away, one of the guys was going to shoot him, right? So Tom White grabs the gun, and the guy's like, shoot him, he's got my gun. So this dude turns around and puts a fucking buckshot into him, shoots him. And are you guys familiar with what a buckshot is? Yes. And like, is that the one that's, no, no, that's bird birdshot? Birdshot bird um, spreads. A buckshot is like a slug. It's like one big ass bullet in a 12 gauge shell. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So he gets shot with this buckshot. He puts his arm up. It goes straight through his forearm and into his chest. Ooh. Right. <laughs> he lives. Wow. <laughs> fucking Damn, lives. Dude's God. tough as shit. <laughs> he lives. He stayed warden fucking Leavenworth till he died. I think. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But <laughs> when they caught, they, so these guys know, cause they're hardened criminals in Leavenworth, you know, they know you fuck with somebody like a warden, you're dead. You you go back to prison, you're fucking dead when you go back. So they most of them killed themselves. One guy was getting ready to kill himself and he ended up getting captured. Went back to prison and White gave specific instructions to never lay a hand on any of the prisoners. So that guy actually in an interview said that's that was I did. He said, we did one of the most hurtful things and one of the most painful things to this guy. And he never laid a hand on me. He never had anyone lay a hand on me. And he talked about how much respect he had for him because of that or wow. whatever. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Anyways, they said that hundreds of Osage died during the reign of terror. And they think that the reign of terror is classified um, between 1920 and 1930. But they believe that it started more in 1910 
people started falling off from being poisoned and stuff. And they never, it wasn't associated with William Hale, but they never really, those cases were never brought up because it was like somebody that was covering it up. You know, they were covering their tracks and had doctors that were willing to lie for them. And yeah. Yeah. Man, this makes me think of this. Uh, there's this guy on TikTok called the, Mo- he calls himself Modern Warrior. Mm-hmm. And he's from some tribe. And he very, I mean, he looks like a classic, um, what you would see in like a spaghetti western or something with like. Um, I Those mean, were looks, Italians. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he looks like a, I don't know, like a chief. Like he just has the profile of a chief. Yeah. Long, silky hair. Anyways, it gets real political with stuff. Not po- it shouldn't be political is my point. He brings up the harm still done to the communities and how it's never been repaid back. And, they, and we still do it today. I mean, we run pipelines straight through ancestral yeah. lands and just do whatever the fuck we want. And he typically calls people colonizer, which a lot of white people hate that shit. And um, he showed two (laughs) maps of Arizona, which I think is where he lives. One map was of all the um, um, tribal land, or um, what's it called, reservations. And then he put the map of the counties that voted um, Democrat in the last election, and they were exactly the same. And then he showed a clip of someone reading this House bill in Arizona that makes it harder for indigenous people to vote. Yep. And it went to the yep. Supreme Court, and then all the conservative judges were like, nah, it's all right. A lower court had ruled that, yes, indeed, this is this is harmful to minorities. And they used the <laughs> they propagated it with the lie that the last election was stolen. What? Yeah, they took to create all these dude of you yeah in the news man all these states that are like that have conservative bodies in place to do it yeah are creating a bunch of laws that are basically wiping away the stuff that happened in the civil rights movement to make elections easier to um, access for people that are not white yeah um it's it's just sad, and I'm not trying to get uber political, but I don't think it's a political thing. It shouldn't no, be. This is a tactic decency. that people are using to specify on race so they can win politically. They're using racism as a tactic to keep their party in power, and it ain't right. It ain't right. It's not right. That's sick. And on this... We all agree. Yeah. Wow. Dang. Right? Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's a lot of evidence that that's what's going on, but. I found that. Um, we just lost a lot of fans. <laughs> yeah. You guys can fuck off if, you know. Anyways, I found the, uh, I found the, um, the court paper. That shows the tree, the branch. It was, uh, and I'm sorry, it wasn't Henry Brown. It was Henry Rowan. Oh, um, yeah. So it's not as strong. Apologies to Henry Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the family of Henry Rowan. <laughs> yeah, they all got. It says they all got life. Ernest Burkhart, John Ramsey, 
Oh, John Ramsey was the prisoner that they came and got. John Ramsey, Curly Johnson, and Blackie Thompson. Curly Johnson. Curly. <laughs> that is a name straight out of The Unforgiven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that that was the murders and stuff. And then it was like they changed the law to that you couldn't. The only people that were allowed to get the head rights that were allowed to be willed head rights are now have to be at least half Osage. And um, so that no white people, no pure white people could get it after after the trial and everything. They had the law changed. That's crazy that they had to do that. To protect their interests. Now they just got in the late 70s, early 80s, they got it so that um, they're in control of their head rights. There's no guardians or anything. That's fucking crazy. It took till the 70s. How did it take 50 fucking years? (laughs) (laughs) That's why when people say things like, oh, you know, slavery ended, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, Brandy was saying, when I was saying something about how the Indians were considered incompetent and stuff, Brandy was like, God, what'd they think of black people, you know? Once the Emancipation Proclamation, they got 40 acres and a mule, but did they? You know, what else did they get? Nothing? They probably didn't even get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they probably didn't. Yikes. (laughs) But it's important to represent history accurately so that we don't, do the stuff again, but it's still being done. Not as, not as widespread, but it's still being done. It is still being done. And, you know, we're, we're covering it up, not us particularly, but you know, we're still as a nation covering it up and pretending like it didn't exist. There's this uh, cooking show and I don't know what net, what cooking network it's on, but um, it's called the pioneer woman. And uh, the lady's name is Rhea Drummond. When you watch the show, because my ex-wife used to watch that show all the fucking time. She sells, like, boxes of fucking cooking ware and stuff at Walmart and Target and shit. Yeah. When you watch the show, it looks like a beautiful family, like cowboy life. They got this huge ranch with the sunset overlooking, you know, their property and stuff. Her Her family was directly involved with the murders of those sage Indians. Wow. Yeah directly involved they don't my brother said they don't even the um osage in oklahoma don't even speak her name is how much they hate her and her family wow and they just they just keep it going hey we'll just keep this ranch no big deal i mean i can see why people like this this guy modern warrior calls he doesn't call everyone a colonizer he calls people that act like colonizers colonizers because he's like what are you what are you doing if you have knowledge that all this happened what are you doing to change it right and if you're not doing anything then you're still just sitting easy on the benefits that were taken from my people mm. Oof. yeah it's, it's <laughs> tough man it's Damn. a knife in the gut because this goes into personal Eric stuff I had to like step back on some of that because y'all know in my heart like my heart bleeds for stuff like that but 
a lot of times I'm just trying to fight the depression to get out of bed. Like I'm not in that place right now, but there's looking at all of that stuff is very difficult. But I also feel like I'm privileged enough to not to have to look at that stuff. Hmm. This guy has no choice but to look at that stuff. Every time he looks in the mirror, he sees himself and knows that what we've done to people that look exactly like him and it still are. I mean, the pipelines, just look at the pipelines that we've ran through places where they're, you know, they're boycotting, picketing. They have allies out there trying to stop these pipelines going through their lands. We're still doing it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because the corporations have better and bigger allies. Like Corporations have taken over our government. I mean, that's have. just yeah. the Yeah, the lobbying just, just is the ridiculous. Line. That, yeah. yeah, the lobbyists for corporations run the country. And then the politicians basically are paid to stay in office and then to spread whatever misinformation they can to make it seem like what the corporations want to be done is the right thing. Mm. It's kind of scary. Oh, man. You got more horrors? <laughs> yeah, do you? I've, is that... That kind of wraps it up. Yeah, that does kind of wrap it up. You know, yeah. I, I I have so much information in my head and I can't articulate it for whatever reason, you know, because I get dumb when I sit in front of a microphone. I'm surprised <laughs> you had that much in your head. I've got to like crazy have notes on my phone. <laughs> I mean, I see your, your notes. I in have front some of notes. You, yeah. Yeah. Let yeah. Me- this this top topics like this are really difficult to look at. Yeah. You know, not just because of the quote unquote white guilt thing. But some of the stuff is just so horrifying. I don't feel guilt about any of it. I feel like it's fucking hard to wrap my head around how much murder and mm-hmm. and theft was going on for these fucking <laughs> for these Osage Indians that were just trying to fucking live in the system that we built around them. Yeah, we just not came to, and took the shit from them and then said, we're going to do this thing. Not, not to mention, him. for the ones that weren't, like, given blankets with smallpox and just wholesale murder, yeah. the rule was assimilation. You are going to assimilate to our lifestyle because you're a heathen and what you do is not the right thing to do. So these people started learning. Obviously, they learned how to make money off of their land how to keep their property rights. They learn those things, and someone's like, well, I'm just going to go murder him. Yeah. Not just one someone, a lot of someone's like, hey, we're there just going to go take him out. There was a story about one of the um, one of the Osage that was being slowly poisoned through alcohol because they all drank like fish. You know, there were bootleggers there, right. and they were feeding them alcohol. So he was slowly being poisoned. They were putting poison in almost all the alcohol in Osage County. Right. And he ended up in the hospital, right? His lawyer came to see him, and uh, the guy in the interview said, well, he must have told his lawyer something because his lawyer ended up thrown off the fucking train on his way. <laughs> when he left the hospital, he got thrown off the train. Like, wow. Like a moving train? Like a like moving train. Yeah, not like, hey, you need to leave this train. Yeah. It was like... It was a fight, and I'm sure the dude was thrown overboard on the train. Damn. Danny DeVito and shit. (laughs) 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 Throw mama from the train. (laughs) Oh, shit, man. (laughs) Yeah, the the shit's just really hard to look at, man. Yeah. Because, you know, there's like nothing. It gives me that that sense of powerlessness, you know, because I see like a horrifying thing, and I hear like a a horrifying um, history 
And it's like there's nothing I feel like there's nothing that can be done to make it right or to change it. You know, so there was this that I found on Wikipedia. Joseph just reminded me, which doesn't this doesn't forgive all the fucking ridiculous murder that happened. Right. But um, the U.S. government continued to manage leases and royalties from the oil producing lands and tribe became the tribe became concerned about these assets in 2000. The Osage Nation filed a suit against the Department of the Interior, alleging that it had not adequately managed the assets and paid people the royalties they were due. The suit was settled in 2011 for $380 million uh, to the Osage people. That that helps. That helps. But I mean, all the the insane. Yeah, that helps. But I mean, there's still all the other nations like that are like just overrun with drug addiction and like poverty or don't exist anymore or just flat out. Yeah. Don't (laughs) exist anymore. They're not a thing anymore. That's when I asked you earlier on, like where they came from and you said, no, I was looking, I couldn't find the information. I was thinking, Mm -hmm. well, shit, it may not. Well, there are Osage people still around. So they they know where they came from, but there's a lot that just (laughs) fucking died of smallpox and shit. When my brother was telling me about this, I was under the impression that this whole fucking tribe had been wiped out. You know, that's what I was under the impression of. And they were just eliminated from the earth. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there are, there are still some left, but they, they claim that hundreds were killed during the reign of terror all for fucking head rights. We stole not only the, the resources, the land and treated people horribly. We robbed people of their history. Think of all the oh. the um, black citizens of the U.S. right now that don't. I mean, I'm sure it's really hard to trace your lineage back oh, from a slave ship across to Africa. Yeah, and, yeah, to be know. like I came from Senegal or what the fuck ever. Yeah, yeah, and to find out who your people really were because they, you know, damn, they yeah. came from from tribes over there. They came from. Kings and queens, or how? I mean, that wasn't the word they used, but you know, people were born born of royalty. I'm sure that ended up over here, yeah, picking fucking fucking cotton for the machine. Man, I watch a lot of period pieces from um, from British shows because I just like that, especially yeah. like 1800s and stuff. And we're off on another tangent. And I was watching this one, and it basically was like them trying to keep up with capitalism and they kept mentioning America. We can't keep up with America unless we like push these workers harder for less. So it really does give you, and and this is a fiction show, but it's based on that truth of this free, overwhelming amount of free labor, basically free from us moving human beings in mass to make them do our chores for us so we could make profits affected the world because other people were trying to keep up with capitalism at the rate of the U.S., but they can't because Europe didn't have that amount of slavery going on like we did. And they were ahead of us with the with the rights of, like, um, emancipation and shit like that. They were Yeah, Europe got rid of that shit. Yeah, before we did, yeah. I mean, dude, even World War II, we're fighting the Nazis and we're still segregating units. Like, black people did not, they didn't even want to give black people weapons for the most part. They did a lot of the engineering stuff or supplies. 
There were there were some obviously, but yeah. And they were even <sighs> like you mentioned World War II. I mean, look at what they did with Asian Americans. They took every <laughs> yeah. single Asian, classified them as Japanese, and threw them in fucking what they call them internment, internment, internment camps. Yeah, endearment, endearment. Yeah, this it was is not your endearing. endearment camp. <laughs> would have been a nice name for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man, so. It needs to be said, though. This stuff still needs to be talked about. Yeah, even though it's uncomfortable. Yeah. If anyone's made it this far that is just wholly offended by this topic, think about why it offends you, you know? <laughs> it's probably hard to fucking hear, but... It is hard to hear, man, because I was born here, too, you know? Right. I can't just give... Because I got nowhere to go. Right. You know? Like, there hopefully will come a way to make it all right. Somehow. Well, and you're, you know, it's so, it's just so complex. Your Italians weren't treated real great when they came here either, nor the Irish. Yeah. And it's like everybody somehow got accepted into whiteness to an extent, you know, because yeah. Italians oh, yeah. weren't considered white. Irish weren't considered white. Yeah. That's crazy, right? That's nuts because they are the whitest of the whites. We are the whitest of the whites. Yeah. Well, you can't even tan them. Maybe British are probably, you know, those old like like the old British, those are the whitest of the whites. Oh yeah, with like yeah, the hook okay. nose and the like gappy teeth. The snaggle teeth. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's been nice running a podcast. <laughs> Good topic, man. Oh man. Uh yeah, it yeah, was it was it was heavy, man. I I got I kept getting more and more into it after I finished the book. I was like, oh shit, this is like, what else is there that's not in the book? You know, right? Yeah, it's been like a big topic in my like keeps coming up around me lately because mm -hmm. I've been listening to Black Elk Speaks again, and it's like this morning I was listening to it, I was like getting all choked up. You know, he's talking about like dead babies and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's fucking sad. You know, somebody's just wanting to fucking live their life, you know? <laughs> there's people just, there's this, like, unstoppable force just bearing down on them that they cannot defend themselves against, you know? It was it's crazy. In a way, violent. it was relatable, but it was, like, horrifying as well, you know? Yeah, as well as, it's crazy how violent it used to be. And we feel like there's a lot of violence now because we live in this time, kind of like we've talked about on past episodes, um, when we look back at, how masculine men used to be, you know, yeah, <laughs> and what yeah. they would think of us today is yeah. kind of the same thing with violence, how violent it used to be. And if people could see how the world we live in, we think there's a lot of violence going on, but a hundred years ago, those people would think this is a cakewalk. Yeah. Well, to lace yeah. that into another thing we brought up, a lot of our violence, like the food that we eat process to eat has been pushed to corners of society where we don't have to look at it. Yeah. Like the uh, 13th Amendment allows for slavery for someone who's committed a crime. That's uh, the one yeah. exception. Yeah. Well, all of that violence has been pushed into these boxes that are predominantly, like if you look at the ratios of white and mm -hmm. black and whatever, they're predominantly people of color, right? Yeah. A lot of violence happens in prison. We don't have to look at it. Because it's in these little concrete boxes that have Jesus. a direct tie back to the 13th Amendment. And, well, we don't want emancipation, so we'll keep this little loophole in here. So there's 
there may not be as much violence, but it's now in other countries. Like, you know, it's not here in the streets, but we are around the world everywhere keeping our interest in check, you know? Wow. So we just don't have to deal with the violence, but other fucking people are. Yeah. yeah. And now it's privatized. It's like a, it's a business yeah. too. Yeah. Prisons. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, that's crazy to me. Oh, and now we're on the, we're on the, uh, <laughs> we're on the edge of continuing this process In off this planet. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So like, uh, the Elon Musk prison. is essentially like the Dutch, Dutch East, Dutch East India company or something, you know? He's going to take his colonizing and his slavery uh, and okay. take it somewhere else and find some people to fuck with out there. Yeah. Did y'all see uh, Bezos' interview when he no. got, oh my God, he looked like a maniac. Yeah, just uh, More I mean, so? his, his facial expressions <laughs> and stuff when oh. you're talking about like going in space and coming back. <laughs> it's like these people already feel like they're gods. And now he's just left the atmosphere and came back. It's like, oh God. Now they'll yeah. be now they'll just have his workers will have like colostomy bags put in so they don't even have to worry about bathroom breaks. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Control. I was thinking like uh, uh I, I was thinking Joseph was going with what he said, like making uh sending prisoners up to put them to work. Put them the to work. Yeah. 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 Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like Australia or, or Georgia. <laughs> or if you actually find um, people living on Mars or whatever, mm-hmm. or where the fuck ever. Yeah, because there's, um, I think there's somebody else out there. Yeah, you know when we run into them, we're gonna start fucking with them. That's what we do. Oh yeah, you know. Hey, you guys aren't yeah. supposed to be here. We're gonna help you. <laughs> or I think it was Stephen Hawking that warned about looking for or welcoming alien life here because. They might do it to us. Yeah. If they've got higher technology than us and think us inferior, there's no reason to think that we would not just become their slave labor for whatever the fuck. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to edit this episode. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Maybe maybe treating people better is the way. This is the way. Okay. Well, I guess we've all wrapped up. We've cured racism. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's my takeaway from this i'm gonna go home and stare into the abyss well have a good evening have a good morning have a good shit